welcome to the Tioka podcast, where we discuss the intersection of telecom, technology, and innovation. Today, we will be speaking with Nishita Hati, Product Director at Tioko, about the fascinating topic of dynamic spectrum sharing. So, welcome, Nishita, and thank you for joining us today. Hello, Barbara. Thank you for having me. So, can you please share with our listeners just a little bit about yourself and your role at Tioko? Um, so, I'm responsible for Tioko's network planning suite of products called the Asset Suite. The asset suite includes solutions for uh, radio network planning, backhaul planning, automatic cell pl- parameter placement, uh, amongst others. And one of my key responsibilities as the product director of the asset suite is to add new technologies and new features into the suite in order to help network operators efficiently design and roll out their wireless networks. So dynamic spectrum sharing, something we call DSS, uh, it's a way for operators to transition their networks from 4G to 5G. And this really seems to be a bit of a hot topic right now in the wireless industry. Um, can you tell us a little bit more about what DSS sharing, dynamic spectrum sharing is and why there seems to be such a hot topic lately? Yes, indeed. And it is definitely a hot topic at the moment. Um, DSS, or dynamic spectrum sharing, uh, is a great way for an operator to boost their 5G coverage and accelerate uh, the speed to market uh, for 5G. Um, It's also a great way of testing out the waters, so for the operators to understand um, what services uh, work well with their subscribers. Uh, uh, One of the key advantages of DSS is that you can deploy 5G on the same spectrum using the same infrastructure as 4G. And this has a number of benefits for the network operator, especially in the early stages of a new technology rollout where the number of users is fairly low. Uh, One of the main advantages is coverage footprint. They can extend their 5G coverage footprint. Uh, The 4G technologies um, use sub-6 gigahertz uh, bands, so their coverage footprint is much greater than some of the frequencies used by 5G in the millimeter wave space. Uh, Cost is another advantage of uh, DSS. Uh, It allows operators to deploy 5G at a lower cost because they don't need to procure additional spectrum. Uh, They don't need to set up new sites. And also because they don't need to invest time in setting up new sites, uh, it's quicker to market. So time is is a third advantage of DSS, of using DSS to do that 5G. This seems like uh, almost too good to be true. Is this something that uh, that's right for every operator out there? And and um, how does it actually work? It depends on the operator's individual scenario. There are a number of factors to consider. Uh, the availability of spectrum is one. Uh, of the operator's 5G strategy is another. Uh, for operators who are waiting for additional spectrum allocation to be available, uh, this is an excellent way to roll out 5G while they wait for the spectrum. For operators who have spectrum available already, but the spectrum is in the millimeter wave band, uh, DSS is again an excellent way of increasing their coverage footprint because uh, 4G is at lower frequencies and hence it has a wider coverage footprint. DSS is not a good way of rolling out 5G um, if an operator already has um, sufficient spectrum available in the low to mid band. Right. So if it's, um, 
it seems to solve some problems around this area of spectrum, but are there is there any uh, special software or hardware that's required to make this happen? I mean, how much of an uplift is required to, to roll this out? For a lot of network equipment deployed after 2015, uh, DSS is uh, just a software upgrade. So there's no additional hardware required. Um, so relative to the cost of rolling or setting up sites, DSS is um, a simple upgrade of the software. Oh, that sounds too good to be true also. <laughs> so as Tioko's Director of RAND Solutions, um, uh, you're certainly knowledgeable about all this, and you've seen probably a lot of it firsthand. Um, how have you been involved uh, on the customer side, and, and does DSS impact of any of, of Tioco's solutions in particular? Indeed. So at Tioco, uh, we've been working on introducing the DSS feature into our suite of planning products uh, in order to help network operators efficiently design and plan DSS-enabled networks. So DSS is already supported in our radio network planning tool, Asset Radio, and it is on the roadmap for a number of our other solutions at present. The DSS feature in Asset Radio allows network operators to consider various what-if scenarios uh, using different traffic distributions, for example, using different DSS configurations, so they can make the optimum decision in terms of uh, DSS configuration. So it seems like this is the perfect way to ease into 5G, especially when carriers' budgets are are tight. Um, have you seen any impacts, though, from what's happening today with COVID-19 with regards to the rollout of 5G, and do you think that, that this could be helpful? Yes, certainly. DSS is a good way for operators to ease into 5G. Um, COVID-19 has had an impact on the telecom sectors, as, as with a lot of the other sectors. Um, one of the key impacts is that it has pushed the 5G timeline out by about six to nine months. So in such a scenario, being able to roll out 5G with a simple software upgrade becomes even more attractive. And the DSS becomes even more attractive to network operators. So can an operator's 4G network permanently transition to 5G with DSS? And, and if you know operators go down this path, Will they still need to build out a separate 5G infrastructure, or will this give them the mm -hmm. capabilities that they need to really to cover 5G going forward? I think uh, 4G and 5G will need to coexist for the next few years. Um, as the availability of 5G terminals and 5G services increases, and as the users start seeing the value of 5G services, the demand for 5G will subsequently increase. And this will require operators to build more 5G infrastructure and procure more spectrum. So what are the negative aspects of going down this path of, of, of um, using DSS as this, as this sort of stepwise um, path to 5G? Is there any negative side to it? Hmm. DSS may not work for all operators. So there may be regulatory challenges, for example. Uh, in some countries, the spectrum may be locked to specific technology. Um, so it, can, it cannot be used for 5G and 4G, for example. Um, enabling 5G on the same spectrum and the same infrastructure reduces the capacity on the 4G network. So that could be an issue for some of the operators. And there may be some technology limitations as well. So DSS, for example, cannot support all the 5G use cases. 
Um, also, it cannot support some of the 5G technologies like network slicing. So there are a number of challenges uh, and some of the limitations of going down the DSS route. Interesting. Okay. Well, it sounds like it's a good interim approach, at least. Um, certainly, in, in today's environment, probably is, is I know operators are a little nervous about about um, capital outlay. So when it comes to trying to build out a 5G network in the age of COVID, you know, where demand is is for bandwidth is high, but budgets and resources and timelines are, are probably pretty tight. Um, it sounds like this you know, like DSS could be just what the doctor ordered, perhaps, huh, for many of today's operators. Mm -hmm. So thank you, Nishida, for sharing your insights with us. Thank you very much. All right. So for all our listeners out there, thanks for joining us. If you enjoyed today's discussion, please be sure to share with your friends and coworkers. Uh, you can visit our full library of topics at tioco.com or wherever you find your favorite podcast. Be sure to subscribe. Also, if you have any follow-up questions for Dashita on the topic of dynamic spectrum sharing, or if you have any suggestions for future topics of Tioco Podcast, please be sure to send your comments to us at podcast at Thanks, everyone. Mm -hmm.